If you like fat guys talking about general interest topics, you're in luck. It's time for Cliff and Kendall, Coast to Coast. Yo, 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 yo. Out of this world. Out of this world. No, I never found their hand. Cliff and Kendall, Cliff and Kendall, Cliff and Kendall. This is the show. Don't got nothing for that one, Kendall. Hey, whoa! I didn't know if you were ever gonna stop saying "Hey" with that one. That was well. That was one long "Hey." I'm slipping slowly into madness, so you know. Slip. Whatever I gotta do. Did you ever have a slip and slide? When you were little? Oh, first of all, I couldn't afford them when I was real little. Uh-huh. And so, I don't know, at some point, there was this auction that we grew up next door to, and we found a big roll of, like, thick vinyl that would hold our fat asses, you know. And I rolled out, and we made our own slip and slide, and it lasted for years. It was amazing. Oh, that's great. And you would just, like, run the hose down it and stuff? Yeah, well, we, my mother, she was like, put some uh, baby oil on it. That really slipped out. So I was like a greasy hog out in the yard, just waddling around on the on the slip and slide. That's great. My I remember my cousins had a slip and slide, but what I remember about it is when I would slip and slide, of course, I would fly like way off the end. Oh yeah. And in their yard, they had all of these prickle weeds. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like that would prick you if you step on it. And so I'm like, so like, and rocks. Yeah. Or. or so all I remember is like sliding, like having fun, and then sliding into a bunch of like painful prickers. Yeah. Well, and that still happened to me. I mean, we had, I don't know why any school would do this to children, but back in like second grade, they were like, we're going to have a big slip and slide party. <laughs> and they had the whole school. And of course I was enormous. And I was like, this is detrimental <laughs> to my mental health. But I did it and I wore a shirt and I, it was awful. Awful. I've got video of it if you ever want to see uh-huh. it. So. I would like to see that. See, you can see me being tortured in my mind early on. <laughs> Did you have things at school, maybe probably when you were older, like when maybe in high school, you, this, I don't think you would have done this, but like if there was something at school you really wanted to avoid, would, would you like pretend to be sick and stay home? Uh, uh, I, I'm uh, sure that I had uh, done that at some point. I, I mean, I can't like think of a specific thing especially when i got older because there were so many things with like band and stuff i had to do in high school right but i know that like and i mean this is a different thing altogether but i remember like in kindergarten one time like i didn't like orange juice when i was little and and i found out later like citric acid like gives me like sores in my mouth so there was a reason but i didn't know you know and i i loved the days we had grape juice and i would just kind of pretend to drink the orange juice in the straw you could see it going up the straw and then i was a magician even then and i just let it go back into the thing and i would put it back on the tray and one day the kindergarten teacher she was like somebody did not drink their orange juice and she made everybody sit around in a circle and she was like somebody has to come forward uh. and say who did and i it was awful and i was like why i don't like orange juice and so she made me like drink it it was terrible but had I known that day was coming, I would have been sick for that. That is really weird, and I have two responses to it. The first is this. Just two? When I was... Only two? Well, right now, who knows what else I'll think of as I tell you this. <laughs> It'll morph into other things. When I was in... Back to kindergarten, where you are, I remember being mm-hmm. so upset. The only time I remember being really, really, really upset was when I had done something, and I had to, you know, like, they make you, like, clip down, or, like do like some some real like minor form of like oh don't do that you know uh-huh. like like it like oh it's like it's almost nothing but but yeah but i had to do it like i had to move my clip on the chart because i was like futzing with my shoes during the the circle time or yeah. something and i just mm-hmm. felt like i was uh, the worst criminal ever like i, oh, I yeah. thought i'm gonna be expelled from school this i'm make him feel like criminals young awful and i remember like i was uh-huh. playing with this flintstone phone as like my mother picked me up and 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 of course like nobody even mentioned that because it's nothing yeah and, but i was like oh god the trouble <laughs> i'm gonna be in when i go home but that was my kindergarten trauma story and 
fast forwarding to I did I feel like in high school many times there were things it was like oh we're doing this such and such in Spanish class today I thought oh no I'm not (laughs) and and so the next day I'm like oh I just feel so terrible and the way my face is if I tell you that I I feel terrible you're automatically going to respond yeah you don't look so good Uh, even when you say good morning, I'm like, you don't look so good, Clint. <laughs> are, are you sick? Do you need to stay home today? But no, like that always, people, if I said, I don't feel good, they're like, yeah, I can sort it of shows. see it in your face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, see, my mother made me, and by the way, these are the scariest ghost stories I can think of right now on the personal. <laughs> my mother, she used to, uh, I had perfect attendance when I was younger. Like, she always oh, got me to school God. no matter what. So by the time, like, I could even think, you know, with my mind, like, I don't want to go to this. There was no getting out. I had perfect attendance. I had to go. So it was awful. Well, I digress. This is Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. It's an internet we are. talk show slash radio <laughs> filler program on Rye 99 back in Busheltown, KBSH. <laughs> yeah, I'm Cliff. Did I say KBSH? We assume we're still on the air there. Although I've heard America has gone out of business, so there's no way it's, to tell. Everything must go. Everything <laughs> must go! Um... I, I, I'm sure that anybody that's listening seven minutes in, they're like, what is this? What like, is this? Oh, so show, Cliff and Kendall, Coast to Coast. It, yeah, I guess it is. I'm glad I'm glad we got to that point, though. And we're doing uh, we're doing some ghost stories after the oh. break today. You know, we love them. Oh, let's see, they hear the grave oh. openings. <laughs> yeah, I hear the graves <laughs> are starting to open. That's why we're recording tonight's show. It's very late at night. Mm-hmm. We're, of course... Still here at the store, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churns Butter Churn of Pottery and Butter, and still uh, our new home, distanced from everyone. But in a little while, we're going to take our recording apparatus out of the booth, and we're going to go onto the sidewalk outside because there's nobody around for blocks and blocks. Charles has been watching to make sure nobody's around. You know, he should. We should have him set up some little cones or something just to make sure nobody comes. That's a good idea, Charles. Do you have some cones or something? Charles, get the no, not not ice cream cones. No, put those uh. down. Those are mine. <laughs> Never mind. Um, oh well. <laughs> we'll just look for people when we come. We'll out. just look. I haven't seen anybody walk around lately outside, so I think we'll be all right. It's a little bit late, but although I, we might, hopefully, some of my Amazon packages will be delivered because I've ordered so many things from Amazon. Oh, I know. Because I, I just can't stop. And so every day I'll think of another movie, usually one that I used to have on VHS tape. 40 years ago and i'm like oh why don't i have that here at the store with me <laughs> so i order it up well and it's, I, it's I, for I, all of us really because we're all yeah. enjoying the benefits of it i found um this website that has like disney um you know like the castle at night with fireworks and it's just a, a steady shot so i got oh. the old projector out and i just projected up on the wall so it's like we're at disneyland and we can watch the fireworks it's, it's a lovely thing at night I love when you do that. I'm going to have to have you incorporate that into my next set of quarantine concerts, okay? I was worried you were going to say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> as soon as I pulled it out. You know we had a little trouble with the pyrotechnics of what we needed last week. So uh, Yeah, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter, she banned those. She's like, no more. we got to be safe here. I know, after that little trash can fire. But we're going to be fine. It's been fine this week. And, I, of course, don't let me forget, I do have... A snippet of a quarantine concert to play for us mm. this week. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> I know ooh, you were hoping. And uh, everybody's hoping, everybody's hoping every week that there's a quarantine concert coming to us. You know, Garth Brooks, he said, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers, but the listeners are th- <laughs> they're thanking God for these answered prayers, for the prayers of more quarantine concerts. God? Uh, we're just standing outside the fire. Said we, Social distancing. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> but we didn't light it, but we tried to fight it, Cliff. We did. Oh, I, I got to work that into my next set, maybe. Oh, here we go. Here we go. But Always giving him ideas. That's one of my. That's one of my greatest hits. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my goodness, oh. dear. Oh, isn't it lovely what Crockpot has done with the store, trying to make it a little more homey for us all? Oh, you know, I love it, it dear. I find all of her doilies and uh, little cozies. Oh, they're so charming. <laughs> 
<laughs> Make oh, isn't it lovely? Yeah. And she's done a little bit of crocheting, dear, and she has a little little thing that hangs up on the window. It looks like nice little curtains. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so lovely. It is cute. Now, Kendall, are you crocheting something, or are you needlepointing something, or what is it that I've seen you working on over Well, there? you know, I, I've been needlepointing ever since Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn uh, Butter told me how to, so I made the little thing from the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, the little tomb, sweet tomb. Finished that a long time ago, and now I'm making something special for you, Cliff, so you're not supposed to be looking or seeing. Uh Uh-oh, now I'm going to be excited, and if I don't get anything needle-pointed for my birthday, I'm going to be sad. Oh, isn't that lovely, dear? Isn't that a wonderful gesture? Oh, candle boy, you know, your handicrafts, uh, they're so charming in their quaint and uh, rudimentary ways. (laughs) Oh, Thank you, Mr. Snodbottom. So are your whittles. <laughs> oh, now, did you bring something else that you've whittled, Mr. Snodbottom? Yeah, what, is that it what looks that like, is? what is that? Oh, boy, I'll let you interpret it for our audience, Candle Boy. Oh, you shouldn't have. Now, um, let, let me, let me, I'm sorry, Mr. Snodbottom, let me break in. Instead of having Kendall say something stupid, why don't you just tell us about your whittling project there. Now there's an idea. I love it. I think it looks beautiful and I definitely in my mind can could tell you all about it, but I think we'd love to hear from the artist himself. Oh, what a lovely idea. Oh, 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 well, if you say so, boy, oh, this little whittling project, it, it used to be a piece of debris from the sidewalk outside, but now I've transformed it with my paring knife into... Buckingham Palace. <laughs> oh, I can see it. Look at that. I love yes. it. Yes. Look, you can even Look, see the I little did. queen in there. I see her. Do you see that? Oh, <laughs> uh, does that make you miss your friend the queen, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Charlie? Dear, we've been Skyping every few days just to keep morale up. <laughs> oh, I can't barely get her off of that phone thing, boys. <laughs> we, we have a new little saying. We say it's keep calm and zoom on. <laughs> oh, I don't want to know what that means, girl. <laughs> but, oh, oh, me oh, neither. Dear, is that... Fonky, has she gotten up in, in the night and wants a, a glass of warm milk? Oh, Fonky, dear, wait, uh, excuse us, dears, we need to go give her a glass of warm milk. Oh, uh, yes. Fonky, we need to go back to bed, dear, it's very late. Uh, what a lovely little family. I'm glad we have them here to keep us sane. I'm glad, too. I, now, I slept weird last night. I think maybe I had a empty butter bowl or something under my shoulder, and my shoulder's been killing me all day, so I'm going to take some pills. Here. I thought that's how you sleep is weird every night. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Don't choke on the pills, Cliff. We, we still need you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, here we are. Okay. Uh, I cho- now, I don't know if we talked about this on the show before. I have so many problems taking pills. Really? So many. Yeah, and, uh, like, I take vitamins every night, and I'll take them one at a time. I have to be real careful because anytime I get, like, real cocky thinking, oh, I got this now, or I'll take two at a time. I choke. Don't take and I have two. To like, no, don't be a hero. Nobody needs you. Well, to take I try, two. but I'll and I'll sit there. I'm like, I have to like think in my brain. You're not choking. It's stuck in your throat. Calm down. And I have to. I have to talk myself through. So I'm like, take another drink. Real, real calm. Real, and I have to like. It scares the shit out of me every time. Is that only? <laughs> Can't help it. Is that only like big pills, or is it all, any pills? Any pill. Have you always been that way? Yeah, that's why I hate taking pills. And I, I do a lot of like. Um, gummy vitamins even though there's a lot of sugar in them because it just like i do the ones i have to take as pills every night but i've always been that way and when i when it's a big pill forget it i'm terrified okay and and i've i've read like you're supposed to put your head down when you do it because it opens your throat more instead of like putting your head back uh-huh um which is true it's it's crazy but it just every once in a while still one gets stuck and it it scares me well i have to tell you that i'm a master at opening my throat and so there's <laughs> no there is no position to which i cannot swallow a pill i have i've not ever had a problem since in my like post 10 year old life yeah but my my stepbrother always when when we were little and my mother didn't have a lot of patience for things like this <laughs> um but he like he he was like that he couldn't take pills and he'd be like ah, yeah well, I'm t- i can't take an aspirin uh-huh. but i always could and of course can still swallow anything 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 now gummy vitamins i take gummy vitamins and i've been feeling better yeah. ever since i've been gummy in them but what do you what vitamins do you need that, that the gummies don't provide uh well so i've i've been having a few issues okay. that i have to take certain things for like uh as we get older cliff you know our prostate 
men's prostates. They just they're not what they used to yeah. be. So I take like sal palmetto, which is really good for that. And I, I started taking like apple cider vinegar okay. in a pill every day because a lot of people say like that's good for you, but I cannot drink it. I will no. not do that. No. So let's let's stop where we can and take a pill. Oh. Since the whole social distancing thing, you can't find like vitamin C gummies or oh, like certain ones. Yeah. So I've been taking that. You know, you wouldn't need to take vitamin C if you just drink your goddamn orange juice. Can't do it. Can't do it. Drink no, it. You're bringing back. You're bringing drink back bad memories, juice. Cliff. Drink the juice. Don't talk about me like I'm not here. Kendall, drink your juice. That's one of the plays <laughs> possibilities that we might have to perform one day. I'm thinking maybe a streetcar named Desire. I'm thinking uh, <laughs> the Crucible. Maybe would be great for the Cliff and Kendall gang to put on. There are just too many options. So many options right now. Got to whittle it down. But yeah. But our 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 musicals coming along well. Our our little shop of horrors. We're practicing now. You know, Kendall. I don't. I, now Kendall is one of those. He's like Jackie Gleason, huge, but just light on his feet, twinkle toes, dancing around. <laughs> and I just cannot. I am not a great dancer. Madonna would kick me off the tour immediately. You're better for pitch. Uh, you know, for perfect pitch. Uh, yeah. There's a give me a C, and I say C. Like, oh. Yeah. And, <laughs> But no, I, the dancing for the the show is coming really, really hard for me. But I'm really trying. I'm trying to get my mind rewired back to the sweat into the oldies when I used to could do things in rhythm. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, always if ever I've been in any kind of dance number, I'm always put way in the back. Yeah. Well, it's the best place for you, Cliff. It's the best place. <laughs> you, when you put you further back on stage, you look smaller. It's like objects in, in mirror may appear smaller than they are. That's true. Which makes me wonder, how close are we as a society to a Jurassic Park musical? Uh, not that far away, I'm sure. I feel like we can't be that far, can mm-hmm. we? Welcome to Jurassic Park. Ah! You know what else I love, Cliff? What? What? I love to help people. Don't you love helping people? Oh, in this time of madness. Why don't we just help some oh, people? You've got questions. We've got answers, even during this difficult time. Dear Cliff and Kendall. <laughs> even now. Good that we can help people. I don't know how, how up-to-date these questions are. Who knows how long it took to get to us, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, been in the mailbag for a here, while. I, I've Kendall. got one over here I'm, I'm just itching to get to. I'm, I'm excited to read right. this one. This looks fun. All right. <clears throat> Dear Cliff and Kendall. I work at the Busheltown Cemetery, Rye River Valley Memorial Gardens, and Ma- uh, Mausoleum. As a night watchman. Now, this job is, of course, not for the faint of heart. I've been doing it for the past 30 years. Recently, though, I've been hearing some strange sounds around the property. We have. Kendall, are you sure this is not a ghost story? This I sounds don't know. like a ghost story. It's perfect timing for the show. We have large walls with razor wire on top to keep the grave robbers out, but almost every night for the past year, I've been hearing groaning and clinking all around the cemetery. I'm worried the spirits are starting to gather for a swinging wake, if you will. I'm worried about losing my job during this hard time, but I'm really scared to stay. What do I do? And that's signed Petrified in the Busheltown Cemetery. I would say those sounds are nothing more than, you know, your average grim grinning ghost coming out to socialize. That's what they do. What I would do, wouldn't you do this, Kendall? Because we know that we're like Lydia Dietz, two fat Lydia Dietzes, and you know, our whole life is a dark room. And we are strange and unusual. We are! We are ourselves strange and unusual. <laughs> and you know, just I would say get to know the ghosts. They used to be people. Give them yeah, a they chance. They can't carry the disease, so why don't you be friends with them? Right. I think, you know, now now more than ever, ghosts ghost and the living should come together. You might find out that they're the ghosts with the most. They could be. <laughs> or, or with at least some. All right. Yeah, so he, I love it. I love it. I love it, Kendall. That's a loving answer. Ooh. From me. I, I pat myself on the shoulder. My sore shoulder. All right. <laughs> uh, I got one over here. Let's open this right. one up here. All right, let's see. Let me open this one last 
heart. Oh, it says Dear Cliff and Kendall. All right. Oh, the, don't worry. This is not about ghosts, it says. Ooh, that's spooky. Ooh. How did they know? <laughs> uh, Dear Cliff and Kendall, I've been dating a wonderful man for a year and a half, and we're very much in love and agree. But he's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. That may be the, the twist at the end. Uh, we're very much in love and agree on almost everything, but there is one issue upon which we disagree. It's the telephone. Uh-oh. Somebody call uh-oh. Lady Gaga and Beyonce. They need to tell him about the telephone. <laughs> he says who he talks to and what they discuss is none of my beeswax. And I say none of it. He is wrong, wrong, wrong. Cliff and Kendall, I was brought up to believe that if you're in a close relationship, you don't tell your partner that anything's none of their business. Kendall, Cliff, I let him know who calls me without his asking. If he's the man I'm going to spend the rest of my life with and he keeps things from me, my marriage will not last. (gasps) He says if the conversation doesn't pertain to me, he didn't have to tell me who he's talking to. And there have been times when he said that a friend called or that he's talking to one of his family members, but he doesn't use names, Cliff and Kendall. I feel this is sending out mixed signals. He is alive and not a ghost. Who is wrong? <laughs> and that sign needs to know in the North Bushelltown Woods. Well, I think you're both wrong. Oh! Uh, <laughs> no. Look, uh, c- coming from someone that's been married for 15 years almost, it's, I'll tell you, trust is a two-way street. You shouldn't. You don't need to know everything all the time about everybody. But also, uh, you don't need to tell everybody everything all the time either. And sometimes you have trust. It could be Jake from State Farm. You don't know. Uh, it could be uh, could be something bad. But if uh, if it turns out to be that, and you find out, then then you have your trust broken. But you can't be a detective all the time, searching around trying to find answers. All right, you. don't be a detective. Is Kendall's don't <laughs> Kendall's be a detective. prescription. I don't know. I, I started out with a real good way of how to answer that, and somewhere I went off course, but it's the gist. Lost it somehow, Kendall. But I will say, most of the time, when no matter who it is, we think that other people are thinking about us and talking about us a lot more than they are. Yeah. Right? No matter who it is. That's true. If it's your husband, wife, or anybody, they do have other things that they could be talking about. It could be a stranger on the street looks at me. I'm like, they're looking at me because I'm enormous and they hate me. And they just had a bad burrito. They just had a bad burrito. They're having a pants breach. So it's not <laughs> a right. big thing. Not a big thing. All right. There well, Kendall, I think we can add those safely to the helped pile. Put them over there. Pile's getting big. We're going to have to use that for firewood later. Oh, my shoulder's feeling a little bit better. I wish I had some of your mom's baby oil I could rub on there. <laughs> I've used it all. Oh! <laughs> I used a whole bottle on one elbow. Oh, man. So fat. Well, it was, your elbow was dry, I told you. It was, it was a little super gray, dry. Sort of an elephant elbow. Got to fix that. So, uh, Cliff, I know we're still going to wait until after the break to get to some more ghost stories. Uh, oh, I, I know what I was going to tell you. Crockpot gave me a haircut. Did You, you haven't said anything about it. Well... Somewhere along the line, I heard, if you don't have anything nice to say. No, I'm just kidding. It looks <laughs> it looks great. Now, I'm still growing my hair out because I refuse to believe that I look like Frasier. And I think I look like, you know, Johnny Depp with hair like this. But I thought you were going more for the Pennywise look. Pennywise. You pull out your hair like that? I wish I could. At this point, Pennywise would be a huge step up. <laughs> because Pennywise the Clown, and I know I've covered this in previous episodes. Pennywise the Clown is just very attractive. You know, matter. I know, I know you have a big poster of it. it. Scares the hell out of me, and you're just like salivating over. I it. do. It's very. And he's salivating on the poster. A big drool coming down. <laughs> which I find because he just ate a child. That's why it's just very erotic to me, Kendall. But <laughs> enough said about that. But before uh, before we go to break, let's do one more thing. <gasps> And uh, getting ready for our ghost stories that are coming up. How about we play a little game of Are You Talking to Me? Oh! With movies about ghosts. Or with ghosts. Hey! <laughs> you talking to me? Me, 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 me. Hey, 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 Are you talking to me? Boo. Talking to me. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. All right, <laughs> Love Kendall, it. I got one for you. All right, hit me. All right. Up above us was the old New York prison. It's the first place in New York that they electrocuted people. 
I'm telling you, it used to take them so long that they'd just be like, shoot them, we're using too much electricity. Uh, Cliff, was that from Ghostbusters? It was from Ghostbusters 2016. The new one. The new batch. <laughs> the new batch. Right. <laughs> uh, I remembered that. I remembered it. Uh, okay, I've got one for you. I, I, I. As a I, duly designated I, representative I, of the city, I, county, and state of New York, I order you to cease uh, any and all supernatural activity and return forthright to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. Oh, was that the first Ghostbusters? Yes, it was. Uh-huh. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Thanks very much, Ray. <laughs> Loved it. See, that's how I would fight a ghost. I'd be like, uh, I asked you to go back to the parallel, parallel dimension. All right. Here's the next one. Everyone all right? No missing limbs that weren't already missing before you came? Was that Coco? <laughs> no, Coco. <laughs> that was... I was loca. <laughs> you bitch. You are loca. <laughs> no, Kendall, that was Morticia Adams in the Adams Family movie from last year. The, the cartoon. Uh, and I watched it even. It's great. I loved it. Did you like it? Yeah, I bought it so I could watch it over and over again. You know, it's a new Halloween classic got to add to the... Same here. And good news, yep. I read the other day that, they, of course, they've already greenlit a sequel. Well, I hope they're doing it from their home, socially distant. <laughs> Everything. You could do any cartoon from home. Come on. I hope so. Um, okay. Here's another one for you. All right. Boy, that's scary stuff. Should we be worried about the kids in the audience? Nah, it's all right. This is culture. That was from the definitive version of Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, The Muppet Christmas Carol. That is correct, and there are ghosts. There are, Yeah, there's three. <laughs> there are four. There's five ghosts in that one. There's so many ghosts. There's a lot of ghosts. All right, here's another one, Kendall. All right. There is no good and evil. There is only power. And those too weak to seek it. And no, that wasn't the mantra for the Republican Party. There's <laughs> <laughs> only good and evil. There, there is no good and evil. There, oh, there is no good and there evil. There is only power. And those too weak to seek it. That was from ghosts. No. <laughs> that was, this is from a, a movie with ghosts in it. With the names of like a nearly headless Nick. And the Bloody Baron, uh, that is from... Harry Potter! And the Sorcerer's Stone. Expecto Patronum! Very good, very good. I didn't think about that one. You know, you look like somebody I can relate to. Maybe you can help me get out of here, you know, because I got to tell you, this dead thing, it's just too creepy. See, here's my problem. I got these friends I said I'd meet, and it's kind of the thing where I have to be there in person, so can you help me get out of here? Uh, was that Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice? It was. Not so fast, round boy. We're going to have some laughs. All right. Got one more for you, Kendall. All right. One more ghostly movie quote. <gasps> All right. Daddy, Joan said you can go bleep bleep yourself. She said you guys need to talk, and she'll fill in the bleeps later. Yeah, I don't know. Oh <laughs> uh, well, Kendall, this is one from a movie that will probably not be played a lot anymore. Ghost Dad. Oh yeah, it's All been right. a long time since I've seen that one. Bill Cosby, did you uh, did you see that? Yeah. Oh, I used to love it when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember seeing Ghost Dad in the theater because I thought it's it's uh, Doctor Huxtable. Yeah, it still scared the hell out of me because he was a ghost. <laughs> and I thought like, oh god, he died, and I'm scared of dying. Um, okay, I have one more for you. All right. Their heads weren't found severed. Their heads weren't found at, at all. all. Oh, Kendall. The headless horseman, he's the worst. Was that Sleepy Hollow? That was Sleepy Hollow. Very uh, good. So many ghostly movie quotes. Oh. Now I've got to take a break. I got to go take a pee before we go out to the sidewalk and do some ghost stories. I know it's a big surprise to all of you. I know. I, I don't. Go. I don't want you pulling a Charles and pulling it out out on the sidewalk <laughs> and going for, there are for pee. So out many there. things you could be referencing when you say pulling a Charles. So I won't go there. <laughs> but yes, we're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back after this. Ooh. Chin up. Things might get better. In the meantime, prepare for more Cliff and Kendall. It's the freak phone, and here's the party freak. Freddy Freaker, dancing new sensation. Grabbing the nation, doing the freak. Call now, 1 900 490 freak. Join the party, the fast and easy way. To hear what's scamming from New York to LA. Call now, 1 900 490 freak. What's happening, what's jamming? Party till you drop. Dialing here the 
reaction. What's hot and what's not? Call now. one 900 490 $2 a call. Well, 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 look who's back. And just in time for more Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. Kendall, pick up your stuff over there. We got to take. All right, yeah. Miss butter, 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 turn, Mister Snap, Snap, butter. We got to go. We're going outside to do these ghost stories. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, goodness, make sure there's no one out there. We're gonna make sure that it's all safe. Okay, I'm looking around. Make sure there are no stray dogs out here. We don't want them barking right, at us. <laughs> Charles, Charles, is anybody out? Did you see anybody? Oh, no. Ghost clear, man. Are you peeing on the side of the building again? What did I told you about doing that inside? Hey, man, when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> and oh, I want to talk to you later about the cups of urine in the booth. We'll chat about that later. Okay. Um, all right, so he, oh. All right, here he, we are. And this is Charles, the contractor. He was nice to, he lit us a little fire here on the sidewalk. Oh, this is nice. This is wonderful. All right. All right. It's not really a campfire because we're not at a camp. It's more of a sidewalk fire. Well, we're kind of at a permanent camp. <laughs> we, <So. laughs> we're at an asylum for crazy people. Yeah, well, we've been there, so. Uh, all right, so. so. Uh, who wants to start us out? All right. Oh, yeah, everybody. We're, we're all four here. Well, I, I've got a very good story. I'll start us out if you'd like. Oh, go for it, sugar lump. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be impolite with the, with the etiquette. Are you sure it's okay for me to go first? Sure, I love it. Oh, I yeah, can't we, wait. we love it. Okay, dear. Okay. <clears throat> well, you know, me and my friend Emily, we always used to cut through the rye fields on our way home from school. You see, even as a child, I was mesmerized by the way the rye would sway in the wind back and forth. And every single day we would pass through the field and every single day we would always be frightened to pass through the middle where the three scarecrows would stand. <laughs> Ooh, they were so tall and scary. Oh, so it was terrifying. Very it scary to death. Oh. My Auntie Esmeralda, she told us that we were, of course, that they were, of course, no scarier than a bag of potatoes. You see, because, in fact, a bag of potatoes could land on you in your sleep, and that would be a great deal more scary than the scarecrows. Oh. <laughs> oh, anyway, we tried our best to ignore them. However, one day, on our way home, we heard someone walking a little distance away from us in the field. Now, we assumed it was just a worker out checking on the crop, but when we got to the middle, one of the scarecrows was missing. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. Well, yes, dear, it was, and when we got home, we spent the night together for safety. And around one in the morning, we heard a banging on the side of the house, and we also heard someone whispering, Rye! <laughs> it was terrifying. Well, that, of course, scared us enough to quit passing through the rye field on the edge of town. We found a much better path after that. I, of course, never lost my love for rye, but years later, dears, I found out that over 13 children went missing that used to pass through the rye field. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so glad that never happened to me, but I'm going to continue to spread the gospel of rye and our Lord across the globe as long as I'm around. <laughs> oh, oh, praise the Lord. Oh, oh, I'm so glad you're safe, sugar lump. Oh, that one oh. nearly stopped my heart. Oh, that was terrifying. I would be terrified to see a scarecrow just missing in the middle of the field like that. Just missing? That would be awful because surely they never just fall down. All right, I've got, an, I've got a great ghost story oh, that's for us all. It's very spooky. All right, starts like this. It was a dark and stormy night in the 1940s. Oh, not the 1940s. I'm already scared. <laughs> 
and it happened at the Mertzacophagan Motel in Busseltown. Ooh, there I know was that place. A, I know, Kendall, quit interrupting. Sorry. All right, so you, there was a traveling salesman, and he was traveling through, and he came in to get a, a room, you know, one night. He's dinging the dinger in the office, and the little guy comes out, and he, and he says, Oh, I don't have any rooms left for you. Sorry about that. But the door-to-door salesman says, What about that one room? There's a key back there. What about room number 666? And he says, no, 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 I don't ever let anybody stay in room 666. And he, but the salesman's like, oh, come on, come on, it's so late, i got to get it to bed. And so he talks the guy into it. And he gets the key, and goes to the room, starts to relax, and he says, ah, well, I think I'll take a bath. Starts to run some water. And he goes, and he finds his old radio. And it's a very old-looking radio. Even for the 40s, it's old-looking, okay? And he turns on the radio, and there's, you know, this uh, nice 40s instrumental music that comes on. And he, he sort of starts to sway back and forth, and then he feels a hand on his shoulder. And he turns around, and it's a beautiful woman in a beautiful nightie, okay? And... He, he says, whoa, where did you come from? And she says, oh, I've, I've been here. I'm always here. And I just, you know, I thought I heard the music. So I thought I'd come and dance. Let's turn up the music some. And so he, of course, being a man with his needs, door-to-door salesman, he's like, okay, can't, can't turn this beautiful lady away, right? So they start dancing, dancing. And then somebody comes and knocks on the door, and it's somebody from the, the next room. And so the door-to-door salesman goes, and he opens the door, and, and it's somebody complaining about how loud their dance music is, right? So he goes back in the room, and he says, okay, I'll turn the music down. But that makes the beautiful, half-dressed woman very angry. And so she says, no, no, I want to dance. I want to dance. And so she pulls out a gun from where? We don't know. And she just goes, kapow, kapow, kapow. Shoots, shoots, shoots the guy. And he looks down, just blood gushing everywhere. And he's like, no, no. And he runs back to the office, right? We don't know why. But he runs back to the office. It was in his mind that made sense. And he says, I just got shot. I just got shot. What's going on? And the guy at the counter says what do you mean you just got shot you fine and he looks down and there's no blood all, all of the blood in the holes have disappeared and so he's like oh okay maybe i was just you know uh, hitting the sauce too hard maybe there's a gas leak in the room i don't know and so he goes back to the room and the woman is of course she's still there she's like i'm sorry i didn't mean to be so upset and all this stuff and he's like okay okay and he goes and he goes into the closet to put his robe away and there's a box of stuff that falls off of the you know the shelf in the closet right Mm -hmm. and he opens it up it's got like a corsage and it's a couple other little things got a a piece of newspaper and the newspaper it's got a, a picture of the man from the office and it's got a headline that says, uh, you know, strange drowning at local Mertzacophagan motel. And there's something even weirder, like about the about the headline that he can't quite grasp at the moment. And so he puts the stuff back into the box, puts it back into the closet, and he goes. And he's like, oh, you know what? Let's take a nice soothing bath, like we wanted to before. So he goes, gets in the bath, and the the beautiful woman, she starts, like, you know, uh, washing his hair, shampooing him up like it's out of Africa, that movie. And it's all very erotic, and the, the 40s music is playing. But then the woman, she goes crazy, crazy. She pushes him down under the water, and she pushes him down under the water, and he drowns, and he drowns there in the room 666 of the Mertzacophagan Motel. And so the next morning, of course, the police are there, and the guy from the office is there. He's like, I don't know what happened. And the police say, well, I thought you had agreed never to rent this room again. And he said, well, I got talked into it. You know, I'm sorry I was late. And they said, I didn't ever mean to again because this was the room where that young, beautiful, half-naked woman drowned my father. 
goodness. Oh, my. So terrible. Dear, I bet they forgot to put the Bible in that room. That's what the reason for all that haunting was. I'll tell you one thing, dear. There was no Bible in that room. I'm sure that was it. Uh, that was terrifying, Cliff. You had me chilled to the bone. You had me chilled to silence over here, which is hard to do. I know. Sorry. It was Ooh. just uh, so terrifying, right? I mean, I barely got those three s'mores made and eat and ate them during that story. Um, so, uh. well, I'll, I think I'll go next. I got another one. I got one for you here. All um, right, Kendall Boy. Now, saving the best for last. Well, I, see. <laughs> I know yours are always so great, so I wanted to save it. Um, so I wanted to make sure that I had a real good scary ghost story. So I. I rode around to some friends. They're all in isolation. I'm like, send me some good ghost stories. So I had somebody send me one. This is a, a, a first-hand account from a friend of mine. All right. <clears throat> all right. So, um... Uh, she said, it seems so cliche to start by saying I don't believe in ghosts, but however, that is where it all started. A few years ago, I moved into a one-bedroom apartment. It was my first time living on my own. The apartment block had been built in the 1930s. I'd been there for a few months when I came home from work one day and went into the bathroom. I saw something strange. The wooden board covering a hole in the ceiling that led to a little small attic space lay broken in two pieces on the ground. While I examined the broken pieces, and the board was an inch thick, it would have taken a Bruce Lee to break it. So I thought the landlord had sent somebody to work on the attic, and I was frozen stiff with fear. I thought somebody is up there for sure. So I emailed the pictures of the landlord asking if anyone had been there with an undertone of annoyance since she hadn't warned me. And her reply read, please call me as soon as you're able to. Creepy already. So um, I, I, uh, I called and she explained that her last two tenants had said the same thing happened. She promised to replace the board and she did. Well, about a month later, I woke up one night at 4 a.m. I had so many goosebumps it felt like someone was rubbing his or her hands all on me. And everything was silent, but I then heard this sound coming from above my bed. It was a dragging sound, like someone was pulling a sack of potatoes. I was frozen, stiff with fear. I thought someone is up there for sure. There is no way an animal can make that sound. Well, after five minutes, I managed to work up the courage to turn on the lights and walk to the bathroom. And I was armed with a baseball bat. But when I looked, I saw the new board covering the hole was broken in two. I felt sick. Dragging sound had stopped, but I heard something else whispering. The sound was clear and coming from the attic. It sounded like children's voices, and I could hear one sentence repeated over and over. It's your turn. It's your turn. Well, I switched on every light in the apartment to make things feel normal. It was 5 a.m. and dark outside. I watched TV to try to unwind. Then a fuse blew, and my pet bird, Dexter, who I kept in the kitchen, usually never made a sound at night, but he started squawking like he was being strangled. I'd never heard him make those sorts of noises before. He was screaming. So I grabbed my car keys, ran out, set my car, and waited there until the sun came up. When I saw people walking their dogs, this finally comforted me enough to go back in. The front door was open, but I thought I hadn't closed it when I ran out. Uh, I went to the kitchen to check on Dexter, and he, was, he wasn't in his cage. I felt sick again. All my windows were closed, so I looked everywhere inside. When I walked to the bathroom, I heard splashing, and Dexter was half-drowned in the toilet. I took him out, washed him, and dried him, and I was so confused. At 8 a.m., I called the landlord, gave her a watered-down version of the night. Oh, wow, you heard the whispering, too, she said. I stayed at that apartment for about another 18 months. I heard the whispering on a few occasions, and twice the board covering the hole in the ceiling moved. Although I've lived elsewhere, the landlord recently called. She said that her new tenants had begged to speak with me about some stuff that's been going on there. Forget it, I said. It's their problem now. Oh! <laughs> that's terrible. That poor little bird, dear. Poor little bird. (laughs) Little bird. That reminds me of a small bird that my Uncle Pepperoni had when he was but a boy. His name was Reginald, and he was yellow. (laughs) Oh, that's lovely, dear. You should whittle Reginald out of a block of wood. I think that's great. I wish maybe I, I would love to do like a painting, a little Reginald bird painting. I think that would be beautiful. I'll make a video. We'll all get on it. It's all a tribute to Reginald. The Reginald the Bird art show. We got nothing else to do. No. <laughs> well, Kendall, that was very scary, even though we all forgot it immediately when it was over. It was terrifying. Thank you. Thank and you. I was very unnerved. 
So, all right. Who's left? Who's left? Mr. Snobbottom. Oh, I've got one. Oh, I hope it's not too terrifying for all of you. Oh, I hope oh, it is. I hope it oh, is. Watch what you wish for, boy. <laughs> it, it was uh, something that really happened to my Uncle Pepperoni when he was a, a teenage man. Oh, oh, dear, I hope you don't scare them too badly. Oh, I'll try not to, but I've got to tell the truth of what happened here. Always the truth, dear. You are correct in that. Oh, all right. Well, it was one bright and sunny morning when my Uncle Pepperoni was went out for a nice walk through Busseltown. And he was walking, and he saw many of his friends. And then he went to work that day. And then as he was getting out of work that evening, and the sun was going down, he decided that his hair was a bit too shaggy around the edges. <laughs> and I don't have to tell you all what they used to say about men whose hair was too shaggy around the edges. <laughs> it was not proper to be seen such in such a manner. <laughs> he went to this his regular barber shop, but it was closed because of the late hour of the day. So he kept on walking and walking, and he came upon another barber shop that he'd never seen before. It was called Ed's Barbershop. And he went in, and he saw a man with gray hair and a barber smock, and his name was Ed. And he said, sit down, Mr. Pepperoni. So my Uncle Pepperoni he sat down in the barber chair, and he got a very close shave and a wonderful trim of the hair around the back so it was no longer inappropriately shaggy. But... He did do one thing when he got out his wallet to pay the man the 70 cents that he owed. He accidentally set down his cigar case on the counter. Oh, terrible. Quite an accident there, boys. So he went home with his new haircut, and everyone that he saw the next day remarked on what a remarkable haircut it really was. It was the best haircut that my Uncle Pepperoni had in his entire life. But when it came tea time in the afternoon, he wanted to relax with a cigar. But he realized he'd forgotten his cigar case at Ed's Barbershop the night before. So, after work that day, he retraced his steps, looking for Ed's Barbershop. But when he got to the building where it had stood the night before, he realized it was now old and closed and boarded up, and there was no way in. So he took the hammer that he had in his pants, and he pried the nails from the boards, and all he could see inside was thick layers of dust and hair coating everything, boys. Oh, frightening. But the one thing that he did see... Yards and yards away from the dust-covered door and the dust-covered floor was his cigar case, also covered with dust and hair. Oh, and he had a bowel attack right there on the steps, boy, because of the alarming nature of what he'd just seen. Oh, oh, and now I'm, oh, now I'm bowel, oh, now I'm having a bowel attack oh, because oh dear. Of how. Terrifying. Oh, it's a that good thing we're outside. Was. And I have to tell you, boys, my Uncle Pepperoni, he never smoked that brand of cigar again. <laughs> oh, wasn't that terrifying, oh, dear? Wow. That was scary. That was that scary. That was scary. The wonderful thing that Uncle Pepperoni used to always carry a hammer in his pants for just such an occasion. Well, dear, you know he was a banker. Yeah, that's what they do, dear. That's what they do, dear. Oh, I cannot even... These ghost stories, have they freaked your freak, Kendall? Oh, I, I, I saw Charles run around the building. He was so scared a minute ago. I don't know where he went. He left, and I've, you know, I've seen Fizzy 111, the, the empty streets of Fizzy 111, here at night so many times, but they've never looked spookier than they do right now. It's creepy right now with everybody inside. Ooh. I know. Speaking of, I think we should go back inside. Yeah, let's say here, let's get all our stuff. Charles, you put out this fire. Charles! I got it, I got it. Oh, oh, well, I guess that's one way to put it out. Save that for the toilet, Charles. 
Have Charles ever peed in our toilet? Actually? Let's not start him doing that. Um. Okay. Oh, it's way in better booth. in here. Back to our old home. Home <laughs> away from home. Oh, not as scary in here. This is a nice, neutral well, place. Some would say it's not as scary in here. <laughs> some would say, but they would be wrong. Uh, wishing you make me think of the what? What in there? What movie is that from? The wishing song. I'm wishing tonight. Oh, it, that's from Cinderella, isn't it? Is it Cinderella? Or, or I'm wishing Snow I'm White Bobby or something like that. Yeah, it might be Snow White. At the, maybe she's at the well. It's stupid that we don't know. And you know what else is stupid? These questions. questions. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh, Ooh, I've got to pee so bad, but I got some stupid questions I gotta get to you that's right sorry, now. Because you know, listeners are like, "Well, I'm glad that finally something in this show is gonna be stupid." Hey, it's about time. It's about. It's time. about time. It's been a deadly serious episode thus far. You know, if you waited long enough, listeners. Okay, I got some stupid questions for you, Cliff. I'm ready. If. Instead of actually writing out your name, you had to sign your name with a simple drawing of something. What would you draw each time to represent who you are? I'll draw a, a circle to represent the spherical nature of my body. A big wobbly, bouncy circle. A big blob. All right, well, you better you better draw a smaller hole, food hole, so you can get that food in there. Blob with a food hole. Oh, all right. Uh, all right, Cliff, if you had to choose your own epitaph of eight words or fewer, besides your name and date, that doesn't count, what would it say? I can't believe I ate the whole thing. <laughs> jolly good jolly good answer, Cliff. Jolly, jolly good. good. Tally-ho. Tally-ho. Okay, if you lived on a farm, which chore above all others would you definitely not want to do? Uh, slaughtering the livestock. Ooh, good one. <laughs> I was going to say grade the mustard and cut the lard. I got to grate the mustard uh, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one. Cliff, what is one item you own that you really should throw away but probably never will? Uh, all the clothes that I cannot fit my giant fat body into. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We never will throw them <laughs> because away. Because I'm like, one day, one day I'll lose 70 pounds. When I'm thin and low. Okay, Cliff, if the daytime temperature had to be exactly the same every day of the year. What temperature would you prefer it to read? 30. 30? 30! 30. Oh, idiot. All right, and that's all the time I have today for stupid <laughs> questions! Oh, no, you need it to be 30, so at least at Christmas it can snow. Yeah, 30 Celsius, maybe. 30, no, Fahrenheit! 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 <laughs> Kendall, I know last week we talked about uh, movie musicals. Were there any that you just thought, I can't believe I forgot to say that one? Um, um, I couldn't um, believe we didn't um, talk about the best little whorehouse in Texas. Oh, that is the one. Okay, because I watched the biography of Dolly Parton the other day. And I was thinking, how did we not talk about the best little whorehouse in Texas? I, that, I'm so glad you just said that because I couldn't remember what it was. I think the two I really thought, oh, I can't believe we, those didn't come up were best little whorehouse and cabaret. Because I also love Cabaret. Cabaret. Yeah. I did think of 9 to 5, and I thought, well, that's not a musical. No. So I didn't say it, but I can't believe I didn't think about Best Little Whorehouse. Uh, definitely an honorable mention. One of the ones that tied for 11. They were turning. They were turning. 20 fans were turning in every room. Yes. <laughs> Texas has a whorehouse in it. God have mercy, Lord have mercy on, on, our, on soul. our soul. I love it. I love it. And uh, was Charles Durning? Who I do a little sidestep. Now you see oh my me. God. Now you don't. I've come and gone. That song has whole new meaning to it every year. That song is if that every politician that is their theme song. Absolutely. Ooh, I love to do a little sidestep. Now I'm a good friend. It behooves me to be solemn and declare I'm for goodness and for profit. And for living clean and sane daily prayer And now, my good friend, you can sleep nights I'll continue to stand tall You can trust me, for I promise I shall keep a watchful eye upon you Cut a little swap and lead the people on uh, a movie with Dolly Parton, Gomer Pyle, and songs and hookers. What Who could more? love it? And Who could Reynolds. ask for more? 
Yeah, the the bandit. The bandit himself. Yeah. Who can mm. ask for more? Mm-mm-mm. All right, changing number one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Can I, uh, I also have to go to the bathroom? But I yeah, like I think I scared the pee out of myself. You, yeah, I got definitely. So I'm gonna go first. Why don't you go and pee out? No. Make sure, you hold it for a little while, okay? Okay. And I okay, do have. Well, stay tuned, everybody. I have another selection from the Quarantine Concert series coming right up here. I was thinking about ghosts last night when we recorded it, when I sang it. And yeah, anything else you want to add, Kendall? Uh, no, I don't have any quotes because they were just all the quotes were too scary. So I <laughs> they were too I, scary. I sidestepped the quotes. Too scary. And, all right. So if we'll think if we think of anything more to say about ghosts, we'll just say it next week. Or musicals. We're, this is ongoing now. Yeah. Are there what are there ghost musicals? I know there's a Beetlejuice musical. What other ghosts? There was musicals? there was a musical based on the movie Ghost. On that Ghost, was a few years right? ago That had magic in it that I wanted to see and I never got to. Yeah. Uh, I bet that would have uh, been good. Yeah. And Beetlejuice was just shut down. I know, but I bet it'll. I, I think it's gonna keep alive in many I ways. Hope so. I hope so. Somebody just got to say his name three times. It'll be back. He'll be back, baby. All right, I did fart earlier, and I really think I might have let some stuff out with it. Uh oh! <laughs> so I guess that's I, a ghost story. I guess that's I scary. have to go check that out. That was right as Never we began fart, Cliff. recording. So, ooh, whoa. I wonder what that smell was. Whoa. All right, well, we'll see you here next week, listeners. All right, have a <laughs> when you think to yourself, have a wonderful week. Amen. Thanks for listening to Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com. Hit it, Crockpot. Oh, yeah. Get up on your feet. You know, I always thought of this song as being from the point of view of a ghost. Still here, still have mountains to climb, even if you got nobody. Gives me inspiration in these tough times. I have climbed highest mountains I have run through the fields only to be with you only to be with you I have run I have crawled I have scaled these city walls these city walls only to be with you but I still haven't found what I'm looking for But I still haven't found what I'm looking for I have kissed honey lips Felt the healing fingertips burn like fire this burning desire I have spoke the tongues of angels and I have held held to the devil he was warm in the night I was cold as a stone mm. but I still haven't found what I'm looking for but I still haven't found what I'm looking for You know, as a ghost, I look all over the world and all I see is unfinished business. I've got people to haunt. I've got things to rattle. I've got walls and doors to glide right on through. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. 
I believe kingdom come when all the colors bleed into one, bleed into one. Yes, I'm still running. And you broke the bonds and you loosen the chains. Carry the cross of my shame, of my shame. You know I believe it, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for But I still have not found what I am looking for Yes! Thank you everybody here at the store God bless you all listening at home May we someday find what we're looking for Thank you. Good night.